Welcome back to DMnastics, the gym for dungeon masters to work out their minds. I'm DM Neil, aka Joke Maniac. And I'm Josh, aka Three-Eyed Sloth. Yes, you are. And today we're going to tie back to episode number 123. I like saying it that way. And it's DM's. <laughs> not 123? Nope, not important. And it's DM's best or worst players. And for this, I decided to make DMnastics number 104, the good, the bad, and that's it. It's very good. Very clever. So the premise for this DMnastics exercise is that uh, you have posted a handful of pictures of what could be magical items in a campaign or in a game world. And basically, people were tasked with coming up with essentially twisting it in different ways kind of making it maybe the best or worst magic item that players would come across they could be different things that are the best or the worst or they could be the same item that is both the best and the worst but essentially uh, it's kind of a something that you know that may be potentially useful and something that's a heavy burden or a curse you know even uh so very interesting selection of pictures that you found, and some of the responses in particular are very good. So I'm very happy to dig into some of these. So which one from the forum did you want to highlight? Uh, I wanted to highlight, I mean, there, like I said, there's a lot of good ones. Uh, and I appreciate that multiple people pointed out the grossness of the tooth pine cone, which shame on you, Neil, for including such a awful picture. Yeah. There's a truly night nightmarish image that i will not get out of my head yeah <sighs> That's uh, but the po- the post that i wanted to highlight was from uh user laser sniper and he posted uh so let me give you a little context there's a picture of a couple or a picture of a pair of boots they've got fur lining they're looks like they're possibly like a thick hide uh, they've got le- like leather straps that go across them They've got a kind of bird skull that's attached to the front of the boot. And then on the bottoms, it looks like maybe like a bear claw or some kind of claw of a creature. It's got like some white fur and some really long claws that are sticking out of it from the bottom of the boot. It's a really cool image. Uh, It's really striking. I mean, that alone is awesome. But the idea that Laser Sniper came up with was that these boots were, are known as Boots of the Steadfast Warrior, and legend says that these boots have seen hundreds of battles. They've been worn by the bravest and most resolute warriors, uh, never swaying and never faltering, and it's said that the wearer of these boots are granted incredible courage and an iron will never to lose ground to an enemy. Very cool, very thematic idea that these boots kind of like, I, I imagine like the claws of these boots like digging into the ground and just like planting you firmly. And in fact, the twist that laser sniper came up with is that that is actually really what happens the in practice these boots root the wear in place essentially latching themselves into the ground not allowing them to be moved against their own will even gravity has no sway against the wear of these boots it prevents uh, the wear from retreating from combat and once engaged the wear cannot disengage uh the boots can only be removed if the wear has not seen combat in an entire year Subtracted by their wisdom modifier, of course. But I like the whole, I like the year. Let's just, let's just go with that. Let's just say it's a full year because that's really cool. But yeah, so these boots, like, you know, I like the idea that these have a a legend, which would make people want to wear them. And then once they do, they realize that, you know, that legend has been twisted and uh, is not 
really what it maybe is making itself out to be. Uh, that's just I just I love that a lot. Yeah, oh, I love again. I I love the time frame because I also think of like how do you RP that like. <laughs> Right. How do you, like, how do you even? Hopefully, you have friends or all the right spells, or, or, or just the one right spell that would remove a cursed item. But I mean, right. I like the idea of like having friends in like the campaign goes on a halt for a year, and, like the rest of the world like functions around them <laughs> until they're finally free. Right. Oh, it's so good. Well, what about you? What did you find in the thread that really jumped out at you? So the one I, I really like is the Battle Leaf Brigade Breastplate because it has alliteration and I am a sucker for that. And it is from Kenoma, where essentially the wearer is allowed to make a copy of themselves once per day. And then they can go and do normal things. The problem is that unbeknownst to the original person that they essentially take extra damage if that person takes damage. So essentially the the damage that they take is also transferred back to the other manifestations from the breastplate. So essentially if you start using it and abusing it and then all of them get damaged, then all of them, including you, the original, would end up dying because of the psychic damage of this manifestation getting hurt. Yeah, it's very cool. So they're like all mentally connected and essentially like one dragon shows up to the town where all these people are like dealing with all these meetings and it's over. But then with all of that out of the way, we're going to lift the mental weights right now. Let's do it. Lifting weights is what I do. Look at me. Lift these weights. Okay. Let's just get it out of the way. All right. You know which one I'm going to bring up, so we're just going to do it, Ugh. and then we don't have to do it anymore. Why? Okay. So, there is an item that I found where it is essentially an egg that they used fake teeth to make look like a tooth pine cone. <sighs> so, that's a thing that's out in the world. It's a horrific, horrible thing. That is pales in comparison to the fact that there is something from the sci-fi channel uh, where if you look up channel zero, Tooth Fairy, do so at your own risk. But I, I will not do so because I value my sanity. That's a thing that is in the world for you to experience. Oh. Eek gads. So what kind of item would we want this to be? Good and bad. Okay, so we're we're going with we're going with the toothache then. All right. Yep. <sighs> so, man, I, it, it just it hurts me to look at it. <laughs> and yet I must. I, I must can't look, look away. at it for inspiration. I'm thinking that perhaps some shamanistic tribe or some kind of uh, group that are more kind of spiritualistic, perhaps you know, have weird like totems or strange things that are, you know, like kind of like creepy fetishes or strange, you know, things like that, that they use for rituals, that this is something that maybe belongs to some tribe that uh, has like shamanistic ties to maybe death or, you know, something like 
mutilation or or something but it's not really known like it's it's actually maybe kind of pitched as a you know some kind of good luck charm or some kind of thing but in reality it i don't know i'm i'm struggling i'm it's okay so i have i have the good well i have the bad so then with that i can kind of make the good okay so i almost see it like hanging from a necklace and then there's some benefit that is given through it i mean one that i could think of would be something along the lines of comprehend languages maybe because of all the teeth maybe it gives you metal teeth and then you can chew through anything the best oh so you'd be like jaws from yeah Uh uh-huh aka the auto chopper because he lived where josh and i lived for a long time and he was a used car salesman (laughs) and he was chopping through prices oh man other thing that i thought of in terms of the bad is that if like another person from that tribe or maybe potentially that race like let's say it's a goblin thing they see it there's actually a command word that makes it explode Ooh. But your players don't know that. They just receive the benefits and then they go into a battle with goblins or something and the goblin says the command word and all of a sudden now this like shrapnel teeth bomb goes off. Oh gross. Okay. Alright. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give you an alternate one for this one because okay. so going with the with the thing with the teeth. So if you're wearing it around your neck, it, it reinforces your teeth to be like steel. They're super hardened and they're amazing and they can bite through anything. But as soon as you take it off, your te- all your teeth fall out. <gasps> what? That's amazing. <laughs> and then you only, your teeth will only come back as if you are put it back on and you wear this around your neck. Forever. Forever. Yep. You are cursed to wear it for the rest of your life. Otherwise, no teeth. Oh, man. I, I like that as a, if you want to really mess with your players and, and really screw with them in some kind of horrific way, especially if people have like weird phobias, of, you know, terrifying phobias of teeth falling out and stuff, you can, <laughs> you can really get into their heads that way. Yep. I give a negative to charisma anytime they're not wearing the necklace. Heck yeah. Cool. So the other one I thought we should do is number five. Number five, is that the eyeball ring? Yep. Okay. So I I guess I'm in a, a dark place. I have all the bad. <laughs> all right. So this item, it looks like you know, a ring where instead of any kind of gem, it's shaped and formed into an eye. And the ring itself looks like leaves, so it makes me think of elves and druids and things like that. But then I think Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. and the negative is that someone nefarious can undetected look through this eye anytime they want and spy on your players. That makes sense. I think that makes a lot of sense. And I think perhaps the benefit that it gives, or at least the seemingly benefit is that it maybe grants something really cool, like true seeing upon its wear, mm-hmm. uh, the ability to literally see anything that's hidden, you know, any anything as it's meant to be, except for the fact that it, the only thing hidden from it is the fact that there's someone else that is able to scry on the wearer through it. I think that's kind of awesome because I think as a, if you're thinking as a player and you think you have this incredible, powerful ring that can see everything, you wouldn't think that oh, someone can actually spy on me through it because I should be able to see that, but you can't. And that's kind of awesome. Yeah. 
Then if you wanted to give like some hint about it, I think a cool thing would be almost having your players roll you know, for perception because you know, why not have random rolls for perception and like almost at like their peripheral. They think they saw something. Interesting. You know, to maybe give hints that eventually, you know, because eventually you're going to want to reveal it. I mean, possibly you could reveal it of I've been spying on you the whole time, but then you could also give subtle clues as well if you feel like your big bad is overreaching by using this item to spy on your players. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I like it. Me too. Which one shall you choose? I want to go with number six, which is the hammer. Mm-hmm. It's a gold-plated hammer that ha- it's like a war hammer. It's got a spike on the end, and a, it's got a single kind of blunt edge that you hit with, and it's got like a griffin emblazoned uh, on one on the top of the head of the hammer, and along the the hilt of it, there's a bunch of skulls that are kind of embedded all down like the actual shaft of the hammer, and that it just looks really really cool. I was thinking that this hammer, it's strange because the fact that it's gold and the fact that it's got this like griffin on the top, like it makes you think of something like really good, you know, like mm-hmm. the fact that like, oh yeah, this is maybe some like paladin, you know, like dwarven warhammer or something. But then the fact that there's these skulls on it, like actually kind of thing like, well, there's something more mischievous going on. And I think that perhaps like the good is, or actually, you know, I'm gonna go with the bad. Uh, I'll take the bad on this one. The bad is that, Every person or any creature or, you know, any whatever, every soul that's killed by this hammer becomes absorbed and and trapped within this hammer without the knowledge of the person, you know, wielding it. Like, it's not, like, obvious that this happens. But over time, as more and more souls collect in this thing, they can kind of begin to exert influence over the, the wear. So, like, the different souls you know that reside within this hammer can actually kind of seep out or at least kind of you know mentally influence the person wielding it which could be potentially very very bad so mm-hmm. i like that that's actually a darker twist on what i was thinking was <laughs> essentially the same thing that it would be haunted mm-hmm. but it was going to be past wielders but i really like it is the things that have been defeated because that's much more likely that there's going to be this push and pull in this conflict i mean likely the things that are killed with it are things that you don't like so then the fact that they are trying to exert influence over you is kind of a cool twist mm-hmm. i mean it's so gold and so flashy that i would almost want to make it like the dwarven holy smasher we won't mm-hmm. call it the avenger it's the holy smasher <laughs> and you know and wielded by we'll a, call it the revenger how's that Ooh, the holy <laughs> revenger <laughs> we're the revengers that's right the if, i mean it sounds fantastic so you have like a dwarven cleric or a dwarven paladin that wields this now it's that plus five it's awesome but now they carry the burden of every soul that has been defeated by this weapon pretty great you have some really interesting side stuff with that player. You defeat some evil villain that you've been hunting down forever, and now you potentially have them trying to corrupt you and influence your mind. Kind of a yeah, cool... Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. So, I say we do number seven. Okay. Which looks like a vial of very animated water, or very a very interesting liquid. Mm-hmm. See, I was thinking it was almost like a ectoplasm or some kind of mm. 
thing like that. Okay. Two very different roads we could go. That's right. So, so I'll let you go first, and that way you can choose good or bad. Well, I kind of feel like, yeah, I kind of like the idea that it's some kind of, it's not actual water, it's some kind of ectoplasm, because, and the reason why I, my brain jumped to that is that on the edge, the edges of this tube, the actual, you know, container part of it, there's a lot of hieroglyphics all around the outside of it. And so I like the idea that, you know, it, I don't know, it just kind of strikes me kind of almost, I don't know why it makes me think like Egyptian or if it has some kind of, you know, undead or burial thing. But um, I like the idea that perhaps it's uh, used and maybe like harvesting like the soul or harvesting like the spirit essence of, you know, someone perhaps like as a, of a great person, like a ruler or something. But obviously, there's a twist to it. Oh no! What's the twist, Neil? Hmm. Or maybe that it maybe that's the bad. I don't know. I'm, that's kind of what jumped out to my head. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm having trouble. I'm having trouble with this one. Because thinking maybe like maybe it's a way to preserve like the soul of a great king or a king or a ruler or something in order to. I was thinking maybe like <laughs> maybe like a primitive version of. Futurama's preserved heads of all the previous presidents, you know, yes. <laughs> so by having their soul trapped in these like, you know, vials or whatever, people can go back and, and get advice or take, you know, console with, you know, previous rulers or whatever through their kind of spirit container or something like that. Okay. So because it looks almost very earth like in like the ends of the vial, and kind of the thing that's holding it together. Mm-hmm. What if this thing, if put in like the right place or potentially the right creature, Earth Elemental is what I was thinking, the soul would actually then inhabit that body. Ooh. Now you're left with this. Because if they've been in there too long, the number one thing I think is madness. Now you deal with a crazy Earth Elemental. Sure. And the other thing that I thought of was the moral quandary that you now get to be in of... We kind of brought this person back, but is it really them? Right. And what should we be doing? Should mm. we be trying to get them back out of it or should we not? Do we just go get like our highest level mage and use true polymorph and then call it good? <laughs> I mean, what do we do at this point? So I really like the idea of the bad essentially being that this now can inhabit different bodies and okay. you have to deal with that quandary. I like it. Murder. <laughs> yes. It always leads back to murder. So, with that, though, if you have ideas of items that you've used for good or bad, you can always email us at dmnastics at gmail.com to tell us about them. Or you can head over to Twitter and follow us at dmnastics, where you can catch all of our daily dmnastics. And if you felt so inclined, you can find my Twitter handle at Jotmoniac on there as well. You can also find me at Josh Clyde on Twitter. You can also check out the full network at blockpartypodcastnetwork.com. That is a mouthful to say right now. Mm-hmm. But as we do now, we're going to head to our post-workout cool down and stretch with the light bulb. Mm-hmm. 
light bulb. So for today's light bulb, we are going to talk about a thing I have seen on Twitter a few times from some very crafty people, and I think it is absolutely awesome and could be a cool thing for you to implement at your table. And that is potion bottles that are a physical prop. Okay, that seems cool. That's a thing that I've heard of before. You know, I mean, for a while, I think there were energy drinks that you could buy that were mana and health potions. I was just about to say, ask you if you've ever had those health potion energy drinks. I have not had them, but I've definitely seen them. I mean, they're okay. have no fear. If it was in front of me, I would drink it for yeah, sure. It's, but it's, it's all right. So this idea takes it a little bit further, though. And inside of those health potions, you know, using 5e as an example... On the side, it would say what kind of dice you would roll, you know, 2d4 plus 1, so on and so forth. But inside of the bottle itself would be the dice that you would use as if you were drinking that health potion. So you have a physical reminder that you have it. And when you go to use it, you pop the top, roll the dice, and that's the health that you gain. So as an example, and make sure I understand this correctly. So like if you were drinking a minor healing potion that heals 2d4 plus 2. And just as a 5e example, there would be two d4s in, in the vial. Yes, ah, exactly. Gotcha. And then, yeah, so on and so forth. The bigger the spell, the more dice inside of it. But I, and so those are the ones that I've seen, but that doesn't limit you to any potion, you know, because it, any potion that has dice involved, you could put inside of a potion bottle, theme it as much as you want with the label that's on there, depending on the person you think created it, getting dice that you think color-wise represent the potion the best. I mean, the possibilities are endless depending on how much time and effort you want to put into making this prop to give to your players. I'm going to get a bolt horn uh, carved out to use for uh, my extra die for bull strength. I think that's a, a fantastic idea. <laughs> I'm just going to go hunt a bull and carve out its horn just for yes. this purpose. You could easily purchase that in a store. I would never do that. Okay. Never. The, well, you definitely threw me off. <laughs> <laughs> Good. The other time that I think this would be really cool is, I mean, I don't know why you would, you pull out some more stops at convention games than you would in your own home game. That's true. You're like, I've seen these people a hundred times. I'm not going to do this for them. But anyway, and it does make it seem like at a convention game, because kind of for those one shots, it's like you have two potions because you might need them. So then you pull these out of your bag and set them in front of every player so that they can use them before they meet their terrible demise. Makes sense. I like it. So yeah, go. Go forth, be merry, and make mini potion bottles. And if you do, take pictures of them and send them our way. Yes, please. Well, with that, let's uh, turn out the lights and head out of the gym for the day. But before we go, I want to implore you, the listener, to join up on the forums and take part in these challenges and exercises, as well as all of the other amazing conversations being had. To do that, head over to dungeonmasterblock.freeforums.net and try out some gymnastics so your players don't ask, do you even lift? Can I trust you will add your own cardio? Yeah, no, don't put me down for cardio. What are you doing? Horizontal running. <laughs>